Welcome to the Crimson Circle. We're here for the wings, Shoud. This is Shoud number seven in the series. We're glad that you could be here to join us. Jeffrey Hoppe getting ready to channel Adamas, really sinking in, really allowing that energy to flow. While we here in the studio are excited in here supporting, as well as all of you, whether you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, listening from the CrimsonCircle.com website, or watching from the CrimsonCircle.com website. Thank you all for being here with us. This has been an incredible series, expanding and really supporting our journey. So, with that, thank you for being here. At this time, I think we're ready, so I'm going to invite each of us as Adamus always invites us to be with the conscious breath. We take that conscious breath and breathe in deeply, opening and feeling. It's a breath that goes just beyond the physical. It's a breath we breathe into our heart, our soul. It's a breath that creates presence so breathe in the I am here. Breathe in and give yourself permission to open to this experience. Take a good deep breath and just allow the distractions to pass with each breath. Breathe and feel with all that you are. Breathe with all of your senses, opening them fully and allowing. Take the good deep breath. Music's going to play to just guide us into this beautiful moment. And I invite you, as you listen to this music, as you breathe in this music, please hear the master speaking, sending energy to the human. So take the good deep breath and breathe and flow as the music plays on its way to opening to Jeff channeling Adamus Santraman. Thank you. 
Adamus of St. Germain. Thank you. <laughs> Let's take a good deep breath as we begin this shout. It'll be a shout that's different in a number of ways, but perhaps one that will become very meaningful, you, meaningful for you as time goes by. This shout is the, really an honor of that deep and true connection between the human and the Master. We have the humans who are here, watching in online here in Colorado, the humans who have gone through so very much. The humans that I talked about last time, I said that the Crimson Circle has gotten to this amazing point, amazing so much to the extent that even the Crimson Council changed. Humans who have endured so much, and have held true to their inner knowingness on their journey. What we have here now in this shout this month is that real conscious and true connection now between the human and the Master. The Master has been a concept. 
I've talked about the master in terms of being wisdom of all the lifetimes. But the master has been a concept to many. You've thought about the master. And you've tried to humanize the master. But now comes a point for all of you where the master is not only here, but you start to hear the master. The master you invited into the house of the human, into your, into your daily life a little while back, and then you were wondering, did the master ever show up? What's going to happen now? What is this thing called wisdom? But today, it becomes very real that that connection is made between you and the master, where you start hearing the master, and maybe not in words like you're used to, but you hear it in your heart and soul, where you no longer wonder, where is this master that Adamus has been talking about? Is it just for other people? But where you're very aware of that presence. Let's take a deep breath on this day of the human and the master, no longer a concept, but bringing it in, bringing it right here into your life. And it's not something that uh, the human had expected or could even anticipate what it's going to be like. It's different. And perhaps that's one of the reasons it may have seemed to take a while or you weren't aware of it. It was just an intellectual or philosophical concept, but now it becomes real. I say that because of where your energies are at, and I know it's still challenging at times. I say that because of the kind of the reorganization of the Crimson Council. I said recently that the Crimson Council, about 1,300 of the members, left to go work with humans uh, and in other realms, really continuing to focus on the teaching that the Crimson Council has always done. But now, what remains of the Crimson Council, all the entities and angels and uh, the ones who support it are here just for you, just for you, not for others who are uh, off doing different things, who are going through an awakening or teaching in other realms, but here now just for you. You have their dedicated resources. And you say, but uh, what are they going to do? When are they going to come in? We'll get to that in another shout. Let's take a deep breath in this shout. This is when the Master is here and you hear the Master. Take a good deep breath and simply allow that. I can't wait to look back on this uh, shout. Perhaps a year from now we could do that, to look back and say, maybe that was the, the changing point. Maybe the Master was there, but I just never really heard. I never really felt the presence. But finally one day I crossed that threshold and allowed it to happen. So, good deep breath. Let's begin the regular part of the show. Uh, now, we're going to do it a little different today. <laughs> I asked Calder to prepare, good God, slides. <laughs> this may never, ever, ever happen again in all of our gatherings, but uh, there's a lot I want to cover today. It would have been too much for dear Linda Visa to be writing on the board, a lot of words. And I also wanted a, a document something that you could uh, print out for yourselves, uh, put on your desktop or uh, whatever you do with these things these days. Uh, but a printout. Now, 
much of what we're going to talk about today is just a summary. Nothing new, no great big insights or anything like that. It's a summary of where we're at. But I'm asking all of you who are participating in this today, or if you view this later on, to add your energy to it, to once again bridge this, uh, the, the, the realms of heaven and earth, uh, to add your energy to the, what I'm going to be talking about so it becomes all of ours. So indeed, we have a lot of slides. Uh, I'm not a big fan of slides because it loses some of the meaning versus having it written out. Uh, but uh, for the sake of speed today, we'll oh, – your handwriting is beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> so to begin with, uh, before we get into where we're at, let's go into Chambra Wisdom. Oh, boy. Yeah. So Linda, on the microphone, please. You know oh what time it is. It's yeah. time for me to ask the question and for your answers. And let's start today with the question that was asked last month. What is that interesting relationship between Nikola Tesla and Elon Musk? What is that relationship? Go ahead, Linda, pass the microphone, and let's see who guesses it correctly. They keep passing the mic. <laughs> it's not a hot potato. It is a microphone. What's the relationship between Tesla and Monk? I think Elon Musk is uh, they, he comes from this, the same I am. Uh -huh. Same I am. The same being. The same soul. Yeah, the same soul. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's my feeling. Indeed. Yeah. Why, why do you feel that way? They have kind of the same energy. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, yeah let's let's take a look. <laughs> Well, yeah. not as in well, one is one is very dapper, and the other wears t-shirts. Uh, one, one lived uh, about a hundred or so years ago. The other is very contemporary. Uh, yeah. uh, but you think they're from the same soul? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's my feeling. Okay. Yeah, that's good. There's no wrong answers with Shamba, but there is one right answer. Yes. Um, Would you mind standing up? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Clearly inferior coffee. Oh, my dear. I was expecting some fresh, handmade, brewed, warm, hot cappuccino. The machine and is broken. machine is broken. What is this with technology? Uh, and, and nobody bothered to run out and get one someplace else for me? I'm just saying. No, 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 no. Sandra. Okay, I know. Clearly, falling know down on your job. You He's just creating okay. a distraction. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to give you time yeah. for your answer. Okay. They both put their finger in the air and took it out and grounded it here. Uh, took out what? Cool things. Cool things? Yeah. Give me a cool example. Um. The cool car. The cool car. And then they put it in space. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Imagine the aliens seeing that fly by. Yeah, yeah, imagine. That's cool. So Tesla made a car? No, Elon Musk made a car. What does that have to do with Tesla? Uh, they both had, went like this, 
And then they said, oh, it's all there. It's all there. And I can bring it here. Ah, no. Ah, but okay. yeah, the guy on the right, he uh -huh. just got shame and condemnation and laughed at by his peers. Mm -hmm. However, the guy on the left is rocking it. Oh, he's never, hot, had, never been condemned by anybody. Uh, he uh, actually yeah. got bullied and was not treated well. Yeah, yeah. Which drove this fire within him. Yeah. When you get well, you, on, when you, I, I hope we got that on camera because when you say that, uh, say that again about the fire. It drove this fire within him. <laughs> <laughs> like, truly. It's funny what, how your energy lights up with. I've been, you know, I'm radiating. Yeah, you Can are. Can you see it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's amazing. I wonder if people see it. Uh, because, you know, I work on it. Right. But <laughs> we don't have to be so public in letting them know you're working on it. You just kind of, I radiate forth now. Yeah. Turn down uh, that volume. <laughs> Go ahead. This is how it. That was good. They cut off my mic. I like that. Yeah. They cut me. Okay. It's yeah. technology. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's okay. So uh, they both went yeah, like that. Totally. Okay. Why haven't I done it? Yeah. Next question that oh, I was going to Oh, I'm not ask. going to the bathroom. No, okay. why, why haven't you done it yourself? Just I, ha I have. No, really do it. I mean, Like build the car? No, I'm go not so good like that and, and oh, attract. In my own way, I do. Yeah? In my own way, okay. I, I, but not on their level. Okay, no. why not? I don't understand physics. You don't have to. Math? <laughs> no, you don't have to. No, no, you don't. That's, that's really, truly one of the things that holds so many people back is that well, I don't have a background in that. Doesn't make a difference. Once no, you understand. I tried to hide for a while. Me, once oh, you understand how energy. Boom. Once you understand the basics of energy, you don't need to know, nor should you know, all about physics because you transcend that with a basic understanding of energy and consciousness. Yes. Energy. Yes. yes. Yeah. Good. Thank you. That was the right answer. Okay. Right? That's yeah. going to be the new Chambre sign. I'm and sorry. Make sure to use this finger. I'm, I'm sorry I picked such a shy person. <laughs> a couple or more. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. That's interesting. I knew, yeah. you, I knew you'd choose me. Yeah. I've actually been nominated for an award next to Elon Musk, actually. Oh, you are? Um, what kind of award? Uh, for the work I did in uh, new types of uh, IoT technologies, Internet oh, yeah. things. Yeah. Sounds fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. How a big hand? That's, uh, well, <laughs> yeah. the I am, not me. The I am, not me. The I, yeah. I just serve. So I think that both these come from the Sirius star system Seriously? and coexist at the same time. Okay. And I, I believe that they're kind of the same person. The same person. Okay. Good. That's just I like my that. view. Yeah. Okay. There I we like, are. No, I like Good. that. Yeah. A couple more. A couple Can more. Let me run across the room. Oh. I'm going to have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, I really did my homework on this one. Yes. And I'm like, I really didn't know a whole lot about mm -hmm. them except for their names, but right. I'll get to the point. And it is what uh, Horace said. I thought they've come from the same, maybe you, they're reincarnated, they're the same uh, life, same energy, same, mm -hmm. same people. Mm -hmm. And um, They're both men. Hi, guys. Um, you know, I, I, yeah. He's yeah. looking right at me. Yeah. Wow. Oh, he is staring Ooh. at you. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. So that's what, that was my uh, feeling. Okay, great. Okay. Two more. Okay. Well, I really feel into uh, the, the pictures or the energy of uh, these two gentlemen. They both sort of got completely outrageous with what was going on uh, societally at the mm -hmm. time. Yes, yes. Yeah. Good. And uh, do they have any previous 
or, or current connection relationship to each in other? In terms of energy, yes. In terms of being the same entity, I, um, I don't think so. Okay, good. And because they were quite different. Tesla yeah. was, Tesla was, by this time, by the standards of his time, kind of whacked. Yeah, yeah. And Musk, not so much. Uh, there, there's a little bit of a secret here, uh, and this is very true, uh, although it's going to cause a little bit of laughter. Musk has good PR people. Oh. Yeah, Tesla did not. Uh, and Tesla did not, and Tesla admitted later in his life that he should have had people uh, bringing forth his message from mm -hmm. him. He, he wasn't very good at uh, – he was good at socializing up to a degree, but he wasn't a very good PR person. When he did – he tried doing a lot of his own. He, he came across as arrogant. Yeah. Not that there's mm -hmm. anything wrong with that, yeah. but, <laughs> but yeah, that's a big difference between the two. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Good. All right. One more. One more. Right in front of you. Oh, that look. I, I <laughs> hope the cameras microphone. are all recording. Yes. What do you see uh, the connection between these two? Musk looks directly right at you and connects right to your soul. But I That's see Nicola's anyway. doing the same. Yeah. Are you saying what's the That's same? That's one of those anywhere you walk. Oh, yeah. no matter looks where right you go, you. they're still looking at you. Okay. So, um, but energetically, how are these two connected? Just make something up. They uh, went into their unique self and brought out what was in their soul. Right. New technologies, whatever, something new that we haven't experienced. Good. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, you know, sometimes when we're passing the microphone and you get the microphone and you know, just prior to getting it and thinking, I gotta hope Linda doesn't pick on me. That's like a red light going off. She's gonna <laughs> hand you the microphone. Number two, uh, you go mental right away. That's uh, that's kind of a reflex, a reaction, kind of a, a survival reaction. Is like, ooh, uh, you go mental, but then the energy gets stuck. And here we're talking about free flowing energy. So what you do is just make something up. Just tell, and your mind is going to think, oh, that's a bunch of bullshit. But you're going to realize bunch actually. Of what? <laughs> that it's not legitimate. Uh, but actually, you're really not, because you're, what you're doing is leapfrogging the mind and saying, okay, I'm just going to make it up. Well, when you're doing that, you actually go into really a higher consciousness, into your nost, and you may not be able to articulate it uh, like you'd like right away, uh, but at least you're getting into the flow of energy. That's when I always say, just make it up, because you, go pa you bypass the mind, and you allow yourself to go into Nost. And the problem is that you got the microphone and you had some really good things to say, and then you blocked them. You, you went very mental. It right there. Yeah, deer in the headlights. And, you know, what, but you're going to encounter more situations like this, all of you, not necessarily Linda handing you the mic, but suddenly something's there and you have to make a decision or say something or do something, and then you get stuck. Energy is really funny like that, or the way humans have handled it up to now, and it just gets stuck. And that's where you say, I'm just going to make it up. And then your little mind says, well, you're just making it up. It's not true. Actually, it is more true than what you were going to say from your mind. It's more true because now you're into Nost, and your mind's still struggling with it and is trying to say the right words, but at least you've gone beyond. I, I could tell you, you had such a 
beautiful thing you were going to say. You didn't know the words, but you were into the energy, and then that microphone came along, and it shuts down. We're so into now what we're all doing together. We're learning uh, – no, we're not learning. We are allowing ourselves to work with energy. And, and like I said before, you don't have to know anything about physics, and I hope you don't, because that's going to mess you up. You don't have to be um, uh, intellectual. That messes you up. The basic understanding of energies is going to lift you up. So uh, just – you were there. You were there. Trust, um, trust yourself, my dear. Oh, oh. Okay. One yes. More. One more, please. Yeah. Yes. Um, Crash, it's you. Indeed. Indeed yeah. it is. Um, you always have something in front of your face. I, I never usually. get to see you. Oh, it's that camera. Right. Had it yeah. removed. Yeah. yeah. You had it removed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did um, they get all of it? No. 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 There's energetic uh, markers yes. that remain. I wanted to ask you this kind of personal regarding your um, visits as Mark Twain, Samuel Langhorn Clemens in the lab with Nicola. Yes. I looked at the photographs and yes. wanted to see if you could expand on that because that looked sure. fascinating. Even with his Tesla coil, you mm -hmm. experienced that, yes. et cetera. So. Yeah. But in answer to the question first, before I answer your question, what's the relationship between these two, Tesla and Monk? There's, there's, um, there's a soul. Um, soul connection. I wouldn't say you know, 100%. You know, came back as as Elon. Right. But a like a reincarnation. Yeah. Like there's a there's there's a significant um, amount of that soul. Right. I believe in Elon from Nikola. Okay. Good. Uh, they're all good answers, actually, and none of them are quite right. Uh, <laughs> the answer is very very obvious uh, to me, anyway. So what's happened is Tesla. Uh, Tesla and Monk are both dreamers and visionaries, both of them, uh, and that makes them different. Uh, what made Tesla different than Edison? Edison was an inventor. He was pragmatic. Uh, he really wasn't nearly at the level of being a dreamer and an innovator and an inspi inspiring person like Tesla. Tesla, as we talked about last month, was a hundred years ahead of his time, way ahead of his time. Very, very frustrating for him to, to go through this. He understood the transmission of power wirelessly, of energy wirelessly. And right now you have all these cables uh, strung up all over this planet to transmit energy. He knew back then, and it's actually quite simple. It's amazing that nobody is picked up on it. Why? Planet isn't ready. Consciousness isn't ready. He was so far ahead of his time, uh, and as I said, he, he did a very poor job with his public relations. And he had one other big problem. What, what was that? One other big problem. Money. Money. Absolutely. Money. Now, he spent so much of his time chasing money. Edison sold out early, and he had some big, big backers in his work. And after a certain point for Edison, money really wasn't a problem. Tesla wanted to do it on his own and really also did not understand business that well. And he just – he was kind of starry-eyed. He just assumed the money was going to be there. And it never was. And he did things that, from a practical business standpoint, were not all that smart. 
he didn't patent a lot of his work that should have been patented, but he thought it was such an administrative pain in the rear and also expensive. He had some amazing concepts uh, of airplanes, of, uh, of robots, in about the year 1892-93, long before anybody even thought of – and not airplanes with propellers, but with turbines. He really understood the, the, the forces of turbines. He had a money problem that really prevented him from doing the experiments that he would have really liked to have done. He could have done hundreds of more times the amount of work that he did. And he is truly uh, – we should give him credit for being the, the, uh, the one who brought uh, the, the power of electricity to each and every one of you, through, through AC in particular. And he simply hasn't been given enough credit for it. But he had a money problem. And the money problem really kept him from doing the work he wanted to do. Does that sound uh, a little bit familiar to any, to any of you? What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. He was ahead of his time, like all of you are. As I said last month, you're the Teslas of consciousness. He had a money problem that kept him from really doing his work. Now, it's debated on the other realms. If he had the money, how would that have changed the planet? Was the planet ready for, first of all, the transmission of wireless energy? That means none of your electric cables and cords and all the rest of that, all wireless. Was the planet ready at that point for, basically, uh, travel? Uh, not in automobiles, but, but true uh, electromagnetic machines. He understood that, a and it's coming sooner or later to this planet. Non-polluting, non-energy-guzzling electromagnetic transportation machines. He understood it, uh, at least through his visions. He understood how to do it. He just didn't have the money to set it up for the experiments. He also understood a very simple thing, and we wonder, was the planet ready for it or not? He understood that energy is free and it's available everywhere, everywhere to everyone. It's not that, that it's a kind of a no-brainer, but yet nobody has been able to hit on it yet. Is the planet ready for it? Is the planet ready for wireless transmission of energy, free and abundant and non-polluting energy? Is the planet ready for electromagnetic vehicles that, uh, that go so fast uh, and non-polluting, non-energy, they don't use much energy at all? Is the planet ready for that? It makes you wonder. Uh, anybody, is, do you think the planet is ready for that? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't want to say there's a right or a wrong answer to that. It's, uh, it's subject to a lot of discussion and a lot of debate. Some, some on the planet are ready, like you, and like so many uh, – well, all the rest of you. You are ready for that. But given this free energy, wireless energy, uh, one person who's taking anti-depression medications just one person who goes a little nuts. It's the same argument with guns and everything else. Well, theoretically, 
you know, everybody can have a gun for target practice, but one, all it takes is one. And that's the dilemma we're, we're in on this planet right now. It's there. Tesla knew it. He was a hundred years ahead of his time. So what's happening now between Tesla and Monk? They're, they come from different IMs, different souls. They're not uh, reincarnations of each other at all. Tesla hasn't reincarnated since he left in 1943 at age 86. Uh, died basically poor and alone. And I bring this up because there's, I see so many analogies, relationships between you and Tesla up to a point. I, I see that he was a brilliant visionary. He knew. He had a knowingness within him. He had these visions all the time. It's, uh, it's, and it wasn't even his mind that was going all the time. It was this con He was tuned into a stream of consciousness that was always there. He learned at a very early age not to put it down. To allow it. Now, it drove him a little crazy at points because it was always flowing through. He had a problem sticking with one project or the other because there were a hundred projects coming through his, uh, his creative source. He, he died at age 86 and felt that his human self felt that it hadn't done a good job. Uh, he was actually rather bitter. He had tremendous respect for Thomas Edison. They, they worked together uh, for a time, uh, but he also had been taken advantage of by Edison, and he felt that Edison was, again, not a, a true visionary, but rather just an inventor, kind of like just an engineer. Uh, no, Edison did amazing things, uh, but he didn't have the vision that, that dear Tesla had. So Tesla, when he crossed over, uh, right in the midst of World War II, he knew that he could have developed certain weapons that would have brought a, a much faster end to the war. He, 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 had, he, he wasn't listened to by uh, the, the Department of War. He had come up with things that really just were so simple, uh, using energy – he really understood energy uh, – that could have scared the hell out of any enemy on, on the planet. Well, he crossed over right in the midst of the war, and he knew at that point that uh, he was far ahead of his time, and that it really uh, – this sounds a little strange, but it wasn't meant to work out. I mean, it could have, but he said he, just, he was too far ahead of his time. The planet really wasn't ready. But he said, when the planet is ready for it, I'm going to find the right person to channel me, to connect with me. You got that right. <laughs> to channel him. So now, let's go to Elon Musk, uh, born in Africa. Uh, he had, had a lot of hardships when he was growing up. I mean, nothing undue, but you know, it wasn't an easy life. He started talking to entities when he was about three years old. I mean, consciously talking to entities. But he didn't block it out. He, he rather enjoyed it. It you know, was kind of like a, a friend for him. He allowed it. And when he told others about it and they said he was crazy, he did it anyway, uh, because he really enjoyed these talks with the entities. He had a very good, quick mind, but, but again, uh, Elon Musk is not uh, 
not the most intelligent. I mean, he's got a, what you would call a high IQ, but he was open. And he also, like Tesla, was a visionary. He came into this lifetime saying, I want to do something. I want to make a difference on this planet. When he was just six, seven years old, he was talking about making a machine that would take him and others to Mars. He followed these dreams. He didn't put them down. <laughs> and when others told him he was crazy, he didn't see it that way. He, he kind of knew that he was ahead of his time, in a way. He wasn't going to let abundance issues stop him. He wasn't going to let that old core issue of unworthiness stop him. He knew it was going to take a lot of money to travel to Mars. I mean, it's not just $1.75 to get there. So he allowed abundance into his life to realize his dreams. <laughs> he took huge risks along the way because he would have much rather tried and failed than to have never tried at all. So along the way, he, um, he kept these talks going. He didn't know who he was talking to. He didn't think it was some angelic entity. He just thought it was part of his uh, mental process, talking to these beings. But at a relatively early age, dear Tesla kind of felt into him, said, this, this is the right one. This is the right one. He, he's open. He listens. He has vision. He's not just a a pragmatist. He really has vision, and he's never going to let doubt get in his way. <laughs> so Tesla connected with Elon Musk and has been connected ever since, talking to him on a regular basis. Now, Elon Musk would never say, hello, Elon, uh, by the way. <laughs> I kind of figured you might be listening, but Elon would never say, well, no, I'm, I'm not channeling anything, uh, and to which I would reply, so Elon, you know that there is something called inspiration that comes along. You know that you hit these moments and everything kind of comes together and you're in this flow and you just – you can see uh, where others cannot and you go beyond your doubts, you go beyond just the humanness and you just allow yourself to be in that bigger place, and, and you can feel it in your body, and you can feel it just in how the mind is resonating, but you also know there's something more. And you have these, you have these times, a lot of times, uh, of this. And maybe there aren't words spoken, and maybe one doesn't come along and say, I am, uh, I am Nikola Tesla, but Tesla's working with you. Why do you think you named a couple of your companies Tesla? When, in fact, you have gone on record of saying you actually had more respect for Thomas Edison and Edison's inventions. But here you are you, you naming companies Tesla. So Tesla is working with you, and it may not be right now about free energy, but perhaps ultimately. But it is about, uh, about a grander vision for this planet. 
a grander way of doing things. And, and good Lord knows that uh, Elon Musk has took huge challenges, put everything on the table, <laughs> not holding anything back, willing to take the risk, and not overanalyzing it. That's one thing I do love uh, about Elon's energy. He doesn't overanalyze. He gets to a point where he connects with what we call his knowingness. But he just he feels it, he sees it in a manner of speaking, and he knows it, and then he follows it. And he's come close to the edge a number of times in terms of uh, business success and failure, but but also finds that a little bit exhilarating. <laughs> and and here he is connecting with Tesla, and I see the relationship going on for a while. For me, it's exciting because. My connection with Tesla in particular is through Mark Twain. Uh, Tesla and Twain were great friends, dear friends, and it deeply, deeply saddened Tesla when Mark Twain died because it was one of Tesla's last true friends. They spent a lot of time in the laboratory, but again, that connecting energy between them, they were both visionaries. They were both wide open. They were both a little bit ahead of their time, Tesla a lot more so than Mark Twain, but they both had the ability to see and feel and open up into grander spaces. They got out of their chicken little, chicken crap way of being a little human. They broke out of boxes and really lived. They followed their passion. They had doubts, like you. A lot of – poor Tesla uh, was, was uh, eventually so ridiculed by the press and uh, by the academia. Uh, they, they were – and Musk has been attacked by, by many. But they go beyond those doubts because doubts are so petty. Doubts are petty. Your, your doubts uh, are so petty, but yet they get so big, they kind of, they kind of mushroom out and they – cover everything else up. Tesla and, and Musk had doubts. Musk still has doubts. But he takes a breath and goes beyond that and follows his visions and his patent, uh, passions. So that's the connection between them, between us, and Tesla and Musk. I see that continuing for quite a while, and great things coming from uh, Elon Musk. Uh, and those, uh, those who work with him and those who um, energetically support what Tesla and Musk are doing. So that's the connection, my dear friends, yes. And there should be so many reminders to you about your lives. You didn't come here for just another life. You didn't be come here to be covered up with doubts. You didn't come, come here to be whiny. You learned how to, but you didn't come here for that. <laughs> You didn't come here to be victims. You came here with a vision, something much grander. A matter of fact, probably too grand. I mean, the vision of what we're doing, probably maybe a little too grand, but let's spit on that and just go forth with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, I'm going to talk about it in a moment. So that was the first part of um, Chambra Wisdom, second part. Linda with the microphone, how have the energies been serving you this past month or so? And this is a multiple choice question. Oh. Delightful. Hey, 
Could okay, we just, but bumpy at times. Are we ready? Confusing or disorienting, agonizing or other. Okay, uh, Linda, what was that? Well, could we distill that last thing down to no more being chicken little chicken crap? Is that what that was? Yeah. Okay. There's no place for it. There oh, is okay. absolutely no place for it okay. uh, being uh, chicken little uh, in what comes forth, in being small, in being in covering yourself with doubt. It's just not worth it. And you know that. You've been a friend of doubt for a long time. It's a bad, bad, bad friend. So please, uh, last month or so in your life, how has it been, Vince? Confusing and confusing. There it is. <laughs> yeah. I can't hear it, but that's what. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> How's it? Okay. Don't don't worry about that. I can hear. All right. It. Confusing and disorienting. Confusing. Okay. Why? Uh, things are not working as usual. Oh, Anything. good. It's not just electronics. Good. I want you to feel into that. Things are not working as usual. That's a blessing. Boy, I don't know that when I've forgotten my hearing aids and my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the humans. It's, it's awful, but it's actually a blessing. Uh, we'll get there. Okay, before I'll the go end with of... that. Okay, good. That's all I'm asking. I'll allow it. Uh, that's all I'm asking. Good. Thank you. How's it been the last month or so? Oh. <laughs> Must have done something wrong. <clears throat> um, what comes to me is delightful and confusing. Oh, interesting. But not at the same time. Not at the same time. Uh, and more delightful or more confusing? It's moving back and forth pretty fast, so you I'm not sure. Do you find it annoying that you would go from one side to the other? Actually, that's kind of a good experience yes because then you can experience the delightful uh-huh it's too bad you can't stay there <laughs> and that's the confusing why thing. why do you think this is happening this uh, back and forth uh, why do you <clears throat> think that's happening so too much doubt left yeah a little bit yeah uh, some of that too much plugging into mass consciousness some of that those to a degree, but there's something even more overriding in this. Those are the biggies. Those are the biggies. How about this whole thing? I said this day is dedicated to the master and the human. How about that master is coming in with wisdom? The human's trying to humanize it, and that's going to mm-hmm. give you agonizing days. And when the human stops trying to figure it out, when the human realizes that nothing's like it used to be. And, and, and everything seems to be upside down. When the human realizes the big vision of what the hell's going on, that you're changing everything, then all of a sudden you realize, ah, okay, this is just part of it. So the delightful days are where you're just letting it happen. The agonizing days are where there's resistance. You're trying to humanize. Yeah, for me, I feel that the delightful days or hours, minutes, <coughs> um, there are no words. There's no because words. there's no explanation. Yes, yes. It's being. And then confusing disorienting is nothing works. Yeah. Uh, the news are terrible, and you're trying to allow in the middle of this assault. Mm-hmm. It's really tough. It's very tough. Yeah. And the uh, words kind of get in your mind, and it's very painful. What if I told you it's going to be another couple of years like that? Great. 
Yeah. The question yeah. is, is it going to be over after two years? Right. Yeah. Well, uh, what I am saying is that you're in the midst of this whole kind of, you know, you've got the human and the master, and the resonance isn't really there. It's like the tuning forks aren't, you know, working together very well. And not because of the master necessarily, but the human just is getting out of resonance and can't handle that. And, and as much as you say, oh, I want change, the minute change is coming, like it is now, you, you, start, uh, you start going out of resonance with everything. And then you say, oh, this is a terrible day, and all the equipment is breaking, and nothing is going right. But then the next day, butterflies and unicorns. <laughs> yeah. And, and that is a, a, a fact of life right now. <laughs> Once you understand it and you go, oh, okay, that's it. We're just we're doing this whole change about here. And yeah, there's there's the mechanical parts, the biology, the mind that are just going to be really up for a little bit. Uh, then then it's a lot easier to handle. Yeah. Stop thinking. Stop thinking. And that's hard to do. And the human says, "Okay, I got to think about stopping to think." <laughs> Can't do it. So go out for a long walk. Sing. Uh, you cook, do something. Uh, oh no, you don't want that. <laughs> the singing or the cooking? Either. Either <laughs> one. Either one. I'll go for the walk. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard you sing a few times. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, find another profession. Thank you. You got multiple choice here. Five, five to choose from. What do you say? All of them at once. All of them at once. It depends who's in front of me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all of them at once. And can you be okay with that right now? Because that's what's happening. I it's, breathe. It, you know, and I know, human, you want everything to be nice and delightful, but you're going through a tremendous change, and you're going to find all of these at once. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, good. And one more, because I think we're getting to the point. I think you, you really understand uh, all of what's happening here. Yes. Hi. Hi. You want your picture taken with me? Uh, sure. Okay. Good. <laughs> Come on. Good. Good. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, um, so now that we got that over with, uh, nice. yeah. So, uh, yeah, which one? Um, well, I would say other. Um, I sort of made this decision recently to just allow yeah. all of that's no longer serving me just to be released away. And so uh, I've jumped back Isn't into that the, fun? Yeah, it's yeah. terrifying and it's exciting and right. exhilarating and I feel the universe just propelling me towards something so exciting and I've just made this decision that I just want to walk in my soul's highest purpose and, and to be fully activated and do the thing I'm here to do. Right. And it's really scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, there's all these voices, my family and everyone. I, I've given notice of my job. I'm going to be moving, I'm traveling. I'm just like doing this thing. Yeah. And so it's exciting. It's exciting. It's great. And then tomorrow, there's changes happening. Tomorrow you're going to feel, I am so yeah. crazy. What am yeah. I doing? <laughs> oh, boy. I need to, yeah. you know. On yeah, the I, moon, I should I just bury myself. Had a nice you cry. know, yeah. Felt good. Yeah, look, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just keep um, basking in the divine and singing and doing all those things just to yeah. keep myself kind of as it goes. Yeah, so. good. Yeah. Excellent. Hey, could you imagine what it was like for Elon Musk? Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Nikola Tesla, for instance, having these great visions and then having everybody tell him he's crazy. He's just a dreamer. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, it's taken over a hundred years, uh, or 
last uh, 75 years for a little bit of vindication with that. But could you imagine what he went through? He, he saw it, he knew it, uh, but then everybody said he's crazy and he kind of started to believe that. Uh, but yet he still had that passion inside. And I like using Tesla for an example, uh, and, and even Musk, because they're going through what you're going through, but they were, they were inventors, they were, uh, they, they were doing it in other ways, mechanical, and you're doing it with energy and consciousness, and so it's a little bit different. But the, the same scenario, you came into this lifetime for something very specific, you said, nothing's going to stop me, but then you got into things like mass consciousness and doubt and the mind and everything else, and, well, it created a lot of hardship. So uh, what I want to do today that's uh, a little bit different than what we normally do – I have slides, which I normally don't like – I want to go through kind of a summary of where we're at. Yes, if I can get the podium, please. Where we're at. You know all of this. We've talked about it before. Nothing really new here. But be with me on this to really ground these energies now so they're not just out there. So they're in your life and they're helping to balance this whole coming together with the Master and the human. So let's begin. Ah, take a deep breath. You could turn the oh, audience lights are off. Oh, I get to use this fancy cauldron device. Where are we? That's a good question. Every once in a while, we need to kind of take a pause like this. Uh, Tobias did it once in a while with you. He called it Angel's Peak uh, or taking a rest stop or whatever. Because as you felt in from that last question, the energies are all over the place. And what I've really felt in the last month or two with you is uh, the bouncing around, going to all these different – from delightful to uh, I can't handle this anymore uh, – waking up some mornings and not knowing if you can keep doing it, uh, and then going into days where you're just allowing because you've got nothing else. That's it. And, and wonderful days. And then you allow. You have a good day of allowing. What do you do the next day? You get up, you get out of bed, and you try to humanize all this again. and. In the is it, yeah, <laughs> Sartre said so eloquently, in the shitter, yeah, in the shitter. Could you stop and take a moment and understand that this is all pretty natural? It's all pretty natural when you consider what you're going through, that you're working on multiple levels at the same time. You're human, you're master, you're multidimensional, you've got all of these weird dreams going on right now. It's about where you should be. It really is. Matter of fact, you've gotten there a little bit ahead of time. Well, quite a bit ahead of time. But these are indications of realization. In just indications. It's actually good news. If you'd all told me, life is really good, everything is fine, I like my job, uh, happy with my family, I go home every night at you know 5.30, have dinner and watch TV and life is good, I would leave. <laughs> I would leave. No, because that means you're still dull. Uh, there, there's no consciousness. That You're so into mass consciousness, I, I can't even pull you out. But by saying, 
one day it's good, the next day it's crap, and then I have days where it's everything, and I, I can't even figure it out anymore. I don't know what's going on. That's really good. Can you be okay with that? Okay, good. So where are we? This is a small group of humans, very small. Uh, you know, when you look at it, we have really uh, we have a lot of people who read the, or listen to the materials once in a while, just once in a while, but just a really a beautiful core group of. Uh, should I put a number on it? I, uh, really, a core core group that really is committed to their realization, not to the Crimson Circle or anything like that, but to their realization that we're working with maybe in the neighborhood of 12, 15,000 people. That's really small, I mean, considering how many people are on the planet. So it's a very small group of humans bringing in a new level of consciousness on the planet. That's a big task. That's a big tax. Uh, Tesla was trying to bring in uh, uh, electricity, uh, alternating current, and then he was trying to bring in free energy. And uh, Musk is bringing in uh, really advanced travel and um, energy use. You're bringing in consciousness. You're never going to have a book written about you. You're never going to be on the cover of uh, – are there magazines left anymore? Uh, never on the cover of Rolling Stone. Uh, but. <laughs> but what you're doing is simply amazing. I wonder sometimes if it's too overwhelming when I tell you that. It's like, who, me? Little old me bringing all this in for the planet? But the answer is yes. Somebody had to do it. <laughs> you're allowing in your free energy body going beyond ancestral DNA. This ancestral DNA thing has been going on for millions of years. You're trying to change it in one lifetime, right here. You're trying to uh, by the way, it's also known as the light body. I do not like that term so much because everybody gets this fluffy vision that they're glowing and everything else. You're still going to have biology, but it's going to be yours, uh, and, and it will be more energy efficient, but you're not necessarily going to be glowing, okay, uh, like light body. I like to call it the free energy body. It doesn't need any other energy. It's nobody else's. It's not connected to DNA or any of that. It's yours. You're doing that. And then once in a while you cry and say, oh, I'm having a really tough day. My body hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Tesla, live with that. <laughs> you, brought, you took on a big task. I don't mean to sound um, uncaring, but at times. You're also allowing your knowingness when you sometimes go to the brain right away. Um, and you get stuck there. Energy gets stuck in the brain. The brain shoves it down into your body. Real simple. When you go beyond, like, like Tesla did and like Elon Musk does, they go into their vision – and I, I don't mean their eyeball vision – they go into the grand picture, the nost, the knowingness. You had nost a long, long time before you had your human brain. I call it the ancient brain. You had the nost, and then the brain came in and kind of took over. We're going back to the nost, but it's going to be much more full and uh, acclimated to this planet than it was when you used to use it on a regular basis. So you wonder why you're having these confusing days. Your body and mind are changing, and at the same time, you're inviting a guest to come in and live with you, your master. 
Now the master doesn't use up energy or take space or anything like that. It steals a little bit of the uh, wine and the bourbon, but that's about it. <laughs> and, but you're inviting the master into your human life. That in itself is a monumental task that should take lifetimes to do. You are bringing in pure energy and this thing called wisdom into your life. It's going to totally up the human. It's going to mess up that human so bad because the human is still trying to make themselves feel a little better, be a little sexier, be a little richer. That's out the window. All that's gone. Uh, it's, it's not relevant. It's not even part of the game uh, that we're playing. You're doing all this, and then you wonder why oh, sometimes my back hurts and I, you know, I had a low energy day. Well, of course, you should be dead by now. <laughs> I mean that, actually. I really mean that. Is there not good coffee in the house? Uh, you know, I come to visit once a month and I can't get a decent coffee. Could I at least get this warm or something? It's like, oh, yeah, warm coffee or something. That's well. oh, so uh, next. This is really big. What we're doing right now, right now, is we're changing the relationship with energy. This is a type of physics. Uh, but you don't have to be an engineer or a physicist. You just have to understand there is consciousness, there is energy. Consciousness uh, brings in energy to serve it in a variety of different ways. That's it. That's, that's Adamus uh, Physics 101 and uh, 901. We're changing the relationship of energy, how it comes to you. You've been serving energy for a long time. You've been a servant for a really long time, servant to your body and to your mind. And you just scraped by. We, we had such a grand time at the recent Amyo retreat. There was a change that occurred there, not just for the people who were there, but for Shambra. We're at this point now where we are changing the relationship, the dynamics with energy. Uh, and energy is the thing that brings creation into expression. So what we're doing now is saying, hang on a second, uh, I, I'm not going through time and space, it's going through me. I'm not going out to get energy. It is flowing into my life. That's a huge change, and it's going to bring about big doubts. And you're going to want to cheat. You're going to say, well, okay, I'm going to go along with the Damas' program here, uh, it, and it, everything comes to me, it comes to me, but I'm still going to hold out over here, and I'm still going to work hard for energy, I'm still going to struggle with it, just in case. Tesla wouldn't do that. Musk wouldn't do that. I don't think. Elon, would you? <laughs> Thanks for staying up late to watch this in about a week or so. So, so <laughs> I know. Uh, so, so, dear Shampra, <laughs> now I become distracted. Ah, we're changing the whole way you allow energy to work for you. That's a big change, and it's, you're going to get really confused. Vince, really confused about what's going on in your life, mentally confused and everything else, then you take a deep breath and you understand what's going on and you let energy serve you. Thank you. Did you want a Girl Scout chocolate? I don't think I'm going to have a Girl Scout, but I may ask for tea.
Is there any tea in the house? What, what kind would you like? Uh, something herbal. <laughs> Range-free. Uh, I don't know. Just anything besides this coffee. Ah, just uh, hot tea. Lemon. Uh, lemon tea. Uh, where was I? Okay. Uh, you're changing your relationship with energy. This is huge. And, and imagine it this way. Okay, here you are, old energy, crawling along the ground, crawling up that hill, that never-ending hill, crawling. It's hot and dry, and you're starving, and everybody's kicking you. That's what it was like before. Now, you take a deep breath. You're in the tropical paradise, um, Villa Amio. Uh, you're, and all the energy's just coming to you. It's just there. It's just there. Not before or after. It's just there at the right time. And it's just the right amount. It's designed by you for you. And it's just there. That's what you're doing in this life. And that's really the crux of what we're working on right now, changing our relationship with energy. At the same time, you're releasing the gravity of mass consciousness. That is a uh, – that's a – I'm going to say bitch. Mass consciousness is like tar, uh, glue. It's, it's burden and heaviness, and it sucks you back in. What we're going to do we, – we did uh, our first beautiful releasing of mass consciousness at the Amyo retreat, kind of a test, and it went really well. Uh, now, there, you're going to feel some of the effects that will come back and try to grab you, but we're basically doing this to mass consciousness. It, you just you, – you, to that uh, – yeah, like – and then uh, – I'm trying to keep things simple and not to get too uh, wordy, but, you know, it's time. It's time. Uh, just to say, mass consciousness, you're beautiful, uh, but you're over there. I am no longer your slave. Yes. No longer your slave. Um, every – no more. No more. No more. I, 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 I feel that I'm a minister <laughs> at church on Sunday. Where's the choir? The choir when you need it. Amen. Amen. PTA. Praise that Adamus. Uh, so, and this is a big one, and it's very difficult, and it's going to make some of those days you're just going to be worn out because of mass consciousness. It, it, it's a it's a gravity now. Okay. Uh, bear with me for a moment here. Wished I had my tea. So we've got we've got Tesla working with Musk. We've got uh, Mark Twain, friend of Tesla, and they're still communicating in a lot of different ways. We got Tesla now, who is taking uh, an interest in the Crimson Circle, uh, not just because I'm talking about him, because he's fascinated. He's an energy. Uh, innovator, and he's fascinated by this whole new twist of energy innovation that's happening. Never dawned on him that actually you could change your personal relationship to energy. Never occurred to him. He was, oh, there we go. Thank you. I, I really hate to be so picky, <laughs> yeah, right. but now let me let me taste it before you walk away. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. I, and uh, no, pass them around, uh, please, please. So we have Tesla now uh, taking an interest. Uh, we've had he and I have had some good talks. 
He's taking an interest in Crimson Circle, not because of your airy-fairy spiritual stuff, which he still doesn't go for, but he's going, all right, here's some who really are getting into deep physics, real physics of energy, a subject that's always fascinated him. So he's taking more of an interest, and he's working now with another being to help with uh, basically, you call it a communication software. Uh, it's not really software, software. It's just a communication patterning that's going to help really release that mass consciousness. It's a, it's a frequency. Now, the one he's working with, there should be no surprise to you, but our dear John Kaderka. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. There, <laughs> you should see those two. Oh, <laughs> they're working on how do you develop? A, I'm just I'm gonna have to call it a frequency. I, they don't really like that word, but how do you develop this this communication? And I've said before, uh, energy is just communication. That's all it is. How do you develop a refined communication that helps one? really release mass consciousness. And, and from this initial work in releasing mass consciousness, it, it can possibly be expanded to other things like old hypnotic programming and uh, things like that. But that's what um, uh, Nikolai and John are working on. And they have kind of what I would call a, kind of their laboratory. I mean, it doesn't have – well, it actually does have some physical instruments, but kind of physical. That's what they're spending their days and nights on. I don't know when they're going to be ready to discuss it, but um, uh, I will keep you posted. Yes, yes. So, now I guess you like slides. Um, that's why where we're going, what we're doing right now. I say no more. You just got to get over the old battles, your old causes. They're they're meaningless. They really are. Whether you're battling for ISIS or uh, or, or battling for the tree forest or whatever, it's not your battle anymore. It's not. You've gone too far beyond that. You've graduated. There's others who are doing that. Uh, the, all the work that you've done in the past is not going to be lost. There are others. You needed to kind of move out of the way to make room for them so they could kind of go through their uh, evolution, their pandelusion. You're in a different place now. You're the Teslas of consciousness. That's why I say no more. We got to get over this stuff so we can move forward. You're doing all this while humanity is embarking on their new evolution. You're going to hear a lot more about it, not necessarily from me, but from others, about all the changes that are happening with the human uh, biology right now and the mind. It's been around for millions of years. It hasn't changed much. It's changing so fast right now, so fast with. The advent of uh, the things I talk about, artificial technology and nanotechnology. So uh, this is all about what I foresaw in the book that's going to be written really soon, uh, The Time of Machines. How, how uh, humanity is going one way and mass consciousness and trying to suck you into it, and we're allowing ourselves to go in another way. No wonder there are bad days and, and some good days. No wonder your body, your mind, everything, your dreams, everything seems upside down. And that's exactly where you should be right now. 
what we're doing together here isn't brand new. It has the origins a long time ago, and that's a good thing because you keep going back to the what we talked about, what we agreed to, the, the dream from the temples of Tien in Atlantis, the dream from the times of Yeshua when we were truly planting seeds of the, for the Master uh, to come, seeds of, div- excuse me, of divinity, and then the work that we did in the mystery schools. So this isn't brand new. It's following a knowingness. And you say to yourself all the time, am I doing the right thing? Am I on target? Feel into it for a moment. The biggest issue is you get all those doubts. How is this done? Well, it's done quite simply. First of all, understand what we're doing. That's why we're talking today. When you have an understanding, a mental understanding of what's going on, it's a lot easier. When when the mind is confused and you don't have a clear picture, that's where you really get in trouble. And and then allowing what is natural, uh, what's going to come anyway. And of course, this is not for the faint of heart uh, at all. I was almost half serious when I said you should be dead by now. It's not for those who are dabbling into the metaphysical. Uh, it's not for those who are um, trying to save the world uh, with their New Age activism. And it's not for those who just need to repair some, um, some holes in, in their, uh, their ship, so to speak. It's for those who are absolutely committed it's the most important thing to them uh, who are not going to let this lifetime go by without doing it. Uh, this isn't for those who are thinking, well, maybe next lifetime, maybe the other. It simply isn't. It's too uh, overwhelming. It, it, you, you know, I know some days you complain that you're going through one of those um, uh, rough days, uh, particularly the disorientation in the mind. Uh, but Consider what you're really going through. It's pretty minor, all things considered. All things considered. The, but this isn't for, for the dabblers. This is no place for hobbyists. Uh, and, and right from the very beginning, I've tried to throw them out. I've done everything. I've been obnoxious. I, I would have done that anyway. But I, I've done <laughs> everything I possibly could to say this is no place for hobbyists, because I want the energy to be clear for those who are truly ready to change their relationship with energy and consciousness. So you have all these intense changes in your body, disorientation in your thinking. You think you're going nuts. Oh, those are the worst, those long, late nights when you can't even think. Uh, I mean, you can't stop the thinking, but you can't think clearly. And Those are the worst. Uh, You're going through all this dissociation uh, with your friendships, your family, your old karmic connections, and, and then you're accused of being in some cult because you're abandoning a family who with you all the time and who steals energy from you. And you know, then there's something wrong with you because you're saying no more, uh, no more that old karma. Those, really, those aren't good relationships, a lot of them. They're really not. You, you know that. Uh, but you're kind of caught in them in the past. Uh, so many of you have released those things. They really weren't good for you. And uh, the, ultimately, you're changing the whole dynamic of, of family patterns and, and old friendships and spouses and things like that to set not only you free, but the other person. So you can then be 
soul to soul rather than old human karma to old human karma. Uh, you're setting yourself free. So none of this is easy. You, you, you face so many challenges, but before you get caught up in that, in a way, so few. I know the challenges some days are insurmountable, but yet they're really not. Let's take a look at it. The biggest challenge, I would say, right now for you is the doubts caused by all the old programming and hypnosis and, and mass consciousness. And that's why uh, Nikolai and John are both working uh, round the clock, even though they don't have clocks, but they're working because they understand that this old hypnosis and mass consciousness creates doubts, and doubts will absolutely wear you out. Wear you out. You lose your passion when there's a lot of doubts. But as I said, Tesla and uh, Musk have had a lot of doubts, but they recognize that they said, that is a doubt. They, they recognize that mind talk. That is doubt, and I'm not going to have any part of it no more. Uh, the, yeah, the doubt is going to scream out to you, yeah, but you're whatever. It's like, no more. I'm going to go into my vision, my knowingness, and go beyond the doubts. The doubts are, are the, the, really the biggest challenge that you have right now. And then impatience. That's probably the one I hear about the most uh, in your nocturnal communications with me. Uh, when's it going to happen? How come it's not here yet? And you know my answer to that. To just allow, and I said it actually already happened. What are you talking about? Well, yeah, but it didn't happen. It's like <laughs> it already happened. Yeah, but but you know, not to me, to somebody else. And it's like you know, one of these days, you're going to suddenly realize you're going to be realized. And you're going to go, gosh, this is so easy. It already happened. All I had to do is meet meet it. That's all I had to do. Why didn't you tell me that, Adamas? <laughs> Thank you for the tea, Linda. Impatience. Why does it take so long? There's a lot of energy adjustments taking place, as you know, the body, the mind, everything else. If it happened all at once, you would not be here. Your, your body would simply vanish. Uh, what do you call that? Spontaneous combustion? Boof! You'd be out of here. Wouldn't be a bad place where you go to, but you made a choice to stay. So there are many, many, many layers of changes that are occurring on many levels, and I know the days get really rough. Take a good hot bath, really. Uh, sea salt. Uh, uh, drink a really good wine. Not not that cheap stuff <laughs> that you normally do, but treat yourself. That's the time to treat yourself and to say. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm allowing. Uh, but uh, impatience. Uh, when, I, when I've told you that you know, the, the date of your ascension or your realization is already set, and you want to know the date, <laughs> I mean, obviously. And it's like, no, let yourself experience what you're going through right now. Don't worry about the date. Uh, it'll be there. So take a deep breath with that. It's all being managed. We got the Crimson Council right now totally focused on working with you to make sure you don't blow up. Right, thanks. Yeah. How nice. Another big one. Another big one. Low energy. 
By the way, as you add your energy to this document that we're creating, uh, this is going to really be helpful for those who come after you. It's going to be a little book they find along on the path, and that just basically says, okay, here's where you are in realization. So let's take a deep breath and let's just really add uh, – let's add our energy into this. Okay, good. Low energy. And you, there are a lot of complaints about that, and you often think it's because you're getting older. That's really not the reason. Actually, the body is interesting, and those of you who are uh, doctors and scientists are going to absolutely challenge me on this. The body gets more efficient as it gets older. The body is designed to be more energy efficient. Your contemporary view is that the body gets old, and then it gets sick, and then it gets tired, and then it dies. Not designed that way, actually. The original design of the body, created in part by you, is as the body matures and it gains experience, it learns how to adjust. It learns how to heal itself faster. It learns how to be more efficient with energy. It learns how to slow down what would be what you call the death process. It learns how to be uh, much more at ease with itself. You look at it that, you know, when you're young, your energy, you have a lot of energy and then you get old and it all kind of falls apart. It's actually not the original design of the body. So let's go back to that. Your, your, go back to the, uh, the wisdom in your biology. It actually should be getting wiser and wiser, understanding how to utilize energy to serve it, not to use uh, death to serve it. That's one of the reorientations that we're going to do with energy. Uh, we're going to throw out some of these old concepts that, that really were never put in place back in the beginning and that really aren't serving you now. So let's take a deep breath with that. Your biology, even, even with bringing in the light body, your regular biology actually has the built-in wisdom to be much more energy efficient. Don't believe what they say about aging at all. Don't believe it. Uh, you, there's ads and there's commercials and there's, there's all the, the mass media consciousness. It is not true. The body gets wiser as it gets older. Thank you. It's a, that's the old people clapping. <laughs> Next on the list. Um, and some th – this really bothers me. It's my my issue about your issues, those of you who still have abundance issues. Why? Why? Oh, don't tell me about your, your wretched life. No, that's what I get all the time when I ask. And I say, why do you still have abundance issues? They, they go into – it's like a rote programming. Because I'm taken advantage of and I'm a victim and nobody likes me and the man and the communists and the government and the aliens, they're all – it's a conspiracy. It's like, wow, you must be having fun with that. I mean, because you're playing it out really well. You must be having a blast. Anybody here, anybody watching in, you can be abundant at any moment. You don't have to be – you don't have to know about business. You don't have to be super intelligent. You can actually be dumb. It's actually kind of helpful. <laughs> abundance is just a flow of energy and letting it serve you. That's it. It has nothing to do with banks or credit cards or what's your new uh, currency? Um, uh, bitcoins. Uh, yeah. Uh, cyber currency or anything. It has nothing to do with that. 
It has to do with your damn worthiness issues. Are you going to let energy serve you or not? That's it. That's it. Say, oh, yeah, but I get over those worthiness issues. Either get on the boat and sail with us or get the hell off. We don't want the dead weight. No, just, I don't hate to be so. No, I don't. I actually love being like that. <laughs> there is no place uh, where we're going for your lack of abundance issues. If you have a lack of abundance issue, if you're still bitching and moaning about money and what you don't have, and when's your when's the gold bullion going to fall from heaven and the manna come through the uh, whatever, get over it right now. That's it. Done. Done. There's no room for it where we're going, because where we're going is all about reorienting, changing your relationship with energy. But if you're still not worthy, if you're still a victim, if you're still if you still like being poor, that's that's what I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna nail on all of you. If you have abundance issues, you still like being poor, and there is no room for it when we're learning about consciousness and energy and applying it into our lives. There's no room for it. Now, the doubts jump in and say, yeah, but, but, all right, let's do a Tesla. Let's go beyond the doubts. Let's expand beyond those. There's a world of energy for waiting for you. Are you ready to let it serve you? That's it. No, you're not going to get rich, and you're not going to be poor, because it just won't matter. Those words go out of vocabulary. You are just in abundance, allowing energy to serve you. This isn't a get-rich-quick scheme. This isn't about uh, having all the money to buy jets and everything. None of those are mean anything at a certain point, but that's when they can come to you. That's the odd coincidence or irony, I guess, in the thing. When it just doesn't matter anymore, when you know energy is available 24-7, you just, and you don't really care. You don't have to have big bank account or big anything. And that's when you can have it, and it's, it's just right there. But if you do it for that, if you're, if you're in this because you just want to have a lot of money and that you come to the wrong place and it will kill you. I, I, I mean, I don't mean that uh, just – I mean that figuratively. It will – I mean that literally. It will kill you because the energies are going to be too intense. You're going to be in the wrong place to really be – uh, allowing our new relationship with energy. So, but if, if you're still in this whole poverty thing, just this is no place for you. you I, I invite you, I cordially please, 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 please leave for the sake of these others. If you're still clutching to poverty, if it's still your MO, your way of life, if it's still the the shirt and the dress you put on every morning, this is not the place for you. And these people are all really nice. They're not going to tell you to get the hell out, but I will. It just, you know, no, it's not harsh. It's a no bullshit, no more. I'm, I'm tired of it. That's the one thing that really drags down a lot of the Chambra work is those who insist on being poor, because they are not energy innovators. They're not the energy Teslas. They're not the, the you're not we're, what we're doing is not trying to make money or anything. We're changing the dynamics in order to allow energy to work for you. We're, we're flipping it around. Instead of being servants to everything else, we're flipping it into the I am 
I'm allowing. I am abundant. And there's just no room if you're going to play the poverty game. Get over it now. Let it go. Make, make that choice within yourself, and then watch how abundance flows into your life. And I know some are really cussing at me right now, um, but I think most of you understand why I have to say that. And I know some of you it bites if you're still having abundance issues and you're saying it's not your fault. It is your fault. From, from the standpoint of you still enjoy it. You still enjoy it. Get over it. We've got places to go. Good. Ah, I like being a dick. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Thank you. So our current focus, where we're at right now, kind of like if we were to mark this in, in time space, our current focus, pretty simple. I've talked about it a lot. We're changing the personal relationship with energy. That's it. Changing our personal relationship. We're not trying to change the whole rest of the world and how it uses energy, but you're changing it in your life, letting it flow into your life. Energy doesn't mean just money. Uh, energy is everything. It's, the, it's the, um, uh, the energy for your body. It's the energy to bring forth your creations. Uh, it's the energy that uh, you, just, you have for your creativity. It's, it's, it's everything. We're changing that relationship. We are, what do you say, you're um, shifting the paradigm or something like that, but that's the biggest thing we're doing right now. And that's why I say there's no room if you're going to play the poor game here. Uh, it's going to actually work against you. You're going to play, be playing the poor game and at the same time trying to let energy work for you. It's going to come back around like a big boomerang. It's going to hit you square right in the neck and uh, you know what happens then. If you're playing around with, with energy to the level we're going to and your underlying thing is uh, you're, you're being poor and your abundance issues, you're still toting that around. That energy is going to come back and serve you. Poor like you never could have imagined, because we're just energizing poor. We're energizing lack of abundance. If you're really ready to open up and, and have what you would call um, positive abundance, watch how it comes into your life and changes things. So that's where we're at. That's number one issue. We're going from uh, what the humans call the law of attraction, which is okay, but it's very mental-oriented. It's very humanized. We're going from that to being uh, what I call the center of, of creation, and that's you. You're the center. You're the creator, and we're emanating from there. We're not trying to do this mind trick of saying, I'm a good person, let good things happen to me. I'm a good person. I'm attracting good things. That's crap. That's macchio. You don't believe it. You say the words, and you don't believe it. The whole time you're saying it, you're like, I am such a putz. I am <laughs> worthless. Nobody likes me. I'm a good person. I bring good energy. You're going to bring energy, but it's going to make you even more of a putz than, than before. That's, that's it. So we're going from beyond that into being the center of creation. Now, that's big, because normally you reserve creation for God. And you are God also. Real simple. You're allowing the wisdom of the Master into your human life. There's a big adjustment period. Uh, not that the Master is, um, is you know, a nuisance or anything, but you've had millions of years in this body and mind, in this way of, of being, and suddenly there's this other presence. And 
one day you can uh, perceive it as being an, an annoying, uh, and the next day you can perceive it as being a blessing. It's wisdom. It's wisdom, and sometimes wisdom can be really annoying. Like when I say something really wise to you, uh, and I know sometimes you get annoyed. All right, bad example. We're also where we are right now, and what our focus is, is what I call the new thinking. Tobias brought it up a number of years ago and kind of planted the seed. Now we're going to be letting that blossom. The new thinking, rather than just using the brain for thinking, we're going to be going into consciousness. We are going into it. And this was the very thing I talked to you about before and saying, you know, just you don't get that energy stuck in the brain. The brain is okay, but it's very limited. Uh, we go further. We go into consciousness, into nost, and it's a little scary, but suddenly you realize it's a great new way of thinking. It's a great new way of experiencing. And so it's one of the one of the things we're going through. No wonder you have days where you're kind of confused. So comes the question now: uh, What can you? What what should you do? What can you? Because I hear you ask all the time. Well, there's a couple of basics. Uh, understand that realization or enlightenment is real for you, uh, and that it's a natural occurrence. I mean, you, you wonder sometimes, is this real? And then you play with that. You get the doubts in there, and you get your hopes and aspirations in there, and then you bring in darkness, and then you bring in. You play this whole game with it. Is it real? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a natural occurrence. It's nothing that can actually be um, worked on by the human. Uh, For the human, it's up to to them to allow. And as I talked about at the Amyo retreat, actually, I believe there is more passion on the part of the the Master uh, for enlightenment than there is even on the part of the human. And you think it's the human, oh, please, please, save me from this place. Actually, feel into it for a moment. There is a passion in the wisdom of the Master that I believe actually has a bigger passion and desire for this thing than even the human does. If you feel into that and realize how meaningful, how passionate it is for the Master, kind of, kind of makes you think, then it's okay then to turn up your passion a little bit. The realization is very real for you, and the, this is that that mass consciousness thing, and particularly the thing that Tesla and John are working on right now. It pulls you back, and you wonder: Is it real? Is it going to happen to me? Is this all just a great big game? It is so real. And then you get pulled back, and that's, that's, those are difficult days to watch. It is so real, and your knowingness knows it. And then the next day, mass consciousness has got you by the ankles, and got you up to the waist, and then got you right up to there. Those are the tough days. Uh, what to do? Well, understand what's happening. Go back to what we were creating here, this document. Understand what is happening, and suddenly there's not the panic and the confusion. It's like, my God, what's going to happen to my life? So understand what's happening. And come back to this. Not just the words, but the energy that you're putting in here, all of you are putting in here right now. Come back to this. 
And then, of course, I've said enough to make you barf, but allow <laughs> rather than resist or control. What are you allowing? Your realization, your master, whatever you want to call it, your fulfillment. And then the concern comes up, well, if I allow, open myself up to the dark energies. There aren't any dark energies. There really aren't. That, that's an old mass consciousness game. What you are allowing, by the way, when we talk about allowing, is just you. I don't use the outside world in reference to allowing. I'm talking about you. Allow yourself. The I am. Allow you. That's it. L let yourself come to yourself. That, that's it. It's not about the outside world. It's not about uh, allowing Gary or any. Well, you, you can. You have been. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not about allowing another person. It's about that relationship with yourself. That's it. Pretty simple, but I'll keep saying it until it takes hold. Um, so the whole thing of realization, uh, number one, from the human standpoint, is not what you think it is. So um, that's kind of the joke. Joke's on you. You have a concept or thought of what it should be like. It's not. So let go of that. But this realization is very real for those who choose it and then allow it. Don't work on it. Don't effort it. Don't try to control it, because it's going to be so different than what the human thinks it is. It's not for those who seek power or perfection of the human condition. It will actually, literally work against them. We're, we're, we're going, and that's why I've been so clear to invite those who insist on their abundance issues and insist on power, uh, that it's time to leave. Uh, see. This whole thing about Crimson Circle actually getting a little smaller, it's, it's happening right now because I'm asking everybody to leave. <laughs> we have to clean the house once in a while. Um, you know, <laughs> get a robot to do it for you. <clears throat> you know, some come and go from Crimson Circle, and there's no right or wrong in that. Some, some of you have left for a couple of years and then come back. Uh, not come back as in uh, to be a groupie, but come back to add your energy to uh, this whole thing of realization. Th this is not a. These are not teachings. Uh, this is not a method. Uh, we get together once a month uh, to simply take a deep breath in a safe space uh, and kind of remind you why why you're here. But uh, some come and go. Uh, you know, others um, come here once in a while just for a distraction in their everyday life. They get a little bit and they, they go on, and that's fine. But there is truly a very dedicated group uh, that truly a few who allow and who let themselves be worthy. And worthiness is a big thing right now. Are you going to let yourself be worthy of our whole shift in energy? In, in and I mean, we are shifting the. You know, there's a human template for the relationship of physics, uh, science, energy, uh, all the rest of that. There's a very specific template for how the human, you know, gets energy uh, for for their daily life. It's it's a structure, and, and it's scientifically um, analyzed, and and uh, um, everybody then believes it's true. We're shifting that. Because A, it's not true. The old relationship between the human and energy, and now the master human and energy, 
we're shifting that. That's big. That's really big. So the Crimson Council is truly here to serve the needs of Chambra. Uh, many left recently to continue serving those who are teaching uh, around creation, but the Crimson Circle basically refocused itself to working with you. And you say, but then how come they're not doing it for me? You have to do it. But there is an energy support designed to keep you from blowing up. Isn't that good news? Yeah. <laughs> and now the Crimson Council is dedicated just to Chambra. Not doing, they're not doing any other work. The Crimson Council is dedicated just to Chambra. And we're doing things like what I've talked about with uh, John and um, Nikolai in, in really getting into now energy. The best way to say it is a new, new form of energy communication or energy orientation. Energy just is communication now. How do we orient it? How do we put it together to really serve you in a, in a way you could have never imagined before? So, what dreams may come? Ah, what dreams may come? The dream here was the Atlantean dream uh, about being here for realization. This isn't the kind of the the Yeshua style realization where you're kind of suspended in air and you're floating and you got white robes on. It's very very different. It's all really about the relationship between energy and consciousness. Energy and consciousness. That that's really what realization is going to be like for you. It's not, it's not some guru sitting up on top of a mountain. It's none of that. It's not magic shows for other people of how to turn stones into gold or anything like that. It's so different, and that's where I'm asking the human to just take a deep breath. Oh, we'll do a mirab in just a moment. But what dreams may come, and I rewrote a bit of it to awaken. For chance to dream, hey, there's the rub. For in that awakening, what dreams may come when we have shuffled off, when we have shuffled off this mortal coil must give us pause. Basically, meaning you go through awakening, and there's a death process to it. Uh, there's a death process to the whole awakening. But now we're coming into the, the dreams, the realization. And now we're coming into this releasing the the mortal coil, releasing the the old template for the human. Uh, what dreams may come with all this? It's quite amazing. So that was our little discussion for the day. Let's take a good deep breath with that. Thank you. Let's bring this all together with uh, Marab, but uh, we're not going to. We're just going to do it without all that for right now. The day's been long, and we're in a very good place here, energy-wise. So, let's just put on the music. Uh, and yes, you can move this, please. <laughs> let's take a good deep breath. No, no, no. I'll do that, my dear. Let's bring all this together. I had some, a little something else planned, but decided to wait on it. Let's take a good deep breath. So we've really put together a, a living document today. 
We talked about where we're at. I don't think there was anything really new, new discussed today. It just helped put things into perspective. Let's take a good deep breath with that and acknowledge the human side of you, the human elements that have really gone through a lot. All that trials and tribulations, I, I think the doubt has got to be the worst. I think you're actually pretty good at handling physical pain, but when that doubt comes along, it'll tear you up. That's what the Crimson Council is really going to be working with you on. When I say working with you, it's not that they're going to suddenly show up and tell you not to doubt anymore. Literally working with kind of the orientation of energies as they relate to doubt. How, how doubt is an energy form. It's a communication. And how literally we can start working and changing those energies. We can do that now because, you see, many of you are really allowing wisdom into your life. Couldn't do it before. Without the wisdom, when you start messing with true energy, it can snap back on you pretty hard. The example I use is somebody who's playing the poverty game and then gets into understanding energy. It can really hurt and just put them deeper into the poverty game. But as you've started to bring wisdom into your life, now we can really start looking at some of these things and we can start reorienting how energy serves the new human. The old humans will go about in their ways of old energy, and it's not bad. I mean, it's what they're choosing, working hard to get a little. We're changing that whole dynamic, allowing energy to serve the human now. What a concept. What a concept. Energy that transcends things like money or power or anything like that. I'm talking about pure energies. But back to the human. There's a lot of empathy and understanding for what you've been through. A lot of, of true admiration for how you've endured. And just remember, dear human, that it's not up to you to work at this. It's not. You could, could not. Literally impossible, but you can allow it. How often, how often is, have I come to you 
your call in the middle of the night, come to you and talk for a long time, knowing how tough it's been. I'm not going to be coming around that much at night anymore, because you're going to find that instead of me coming, it's going to be the Master. It's going to be a little easier at first for you to – it's going to be easier if I was coming to you. You're probably familiar with my presence, and because my presence isn't as close as your own, it's actually easier to feel. But what you're going to start experiencing at 2 o'clock in the morning is the Master, is the wisdom of the I Am. And when you're half awake, half asleep, you know how you get sometimes, you fall asleep in that big comfortable chair in your living room. And you're kind of wondering about all of this, about your life, about have you accomplished enough? Are you doing enough? And wondering why your electronics are breaking and suddenly uh, another big bill and you're, you're wondering, am I doing this wrong? Am I doing this wrong? You're going to feel not so much me anymore, but the presence of the Master. The presence of the Master just coming up to you. Feeling into your heart, into that goodness in your heart. Master. Wanting to wipe the tears out of your eyes. Well, it won't be me so much anymore, or any of the other angels. They've kind of moved on, moved out of the way to make room for the Master to come and be at your side. I, I use the two o'clock in the morning example because. Well, first of all, it's when you go through some of your worst times, as you know. But it's also one of the times that you're the most open. The energy noise is kind of quiet. That's a time where, if you just allow, get out of your mind for a moment, you, you might even feel the Master. Putting his hand on your shoulders, her hand on your shoulders. Just holding you for a moment. Whispering what dreams may come. What dreams may come. We've dreamt of this time where. The human experience and the wisdom, they come together. We've dreamt of this time when we change a very ancient system of biology and of 
of the mind. We dreamt of a time on the planet where energy could be in pure service. A time that goes even beyond the temples at Tian, a time that we're dreaming of, the time that goes to even the angelic families. When we left so very long ago, we left so very long ago when there was concern that everything in the universe was coming to a standstill, a stop. And when we, human and master, when we left our angelic families, we left to go for that deeper understanding of energy, what it is why it's there and how it serves us. Look at us now, dear human, me the master, you the human, us together really as one, but look at us now, what dreams may come. We're doing what we said we would do. We're coming to the realization of energy back in the angelic family so very long ago, so very long ago, it's almost out of any sort of memory. Back then, we were like children swimming in a pool of energy, not knowing what it was, what to do with it. We didn't know back then that this pool of energy was, it was the passion of our consciousness. swimming in this big pool and saying, now let's go find out what this is. And here we are, what dreams may come. You and me, human, master and human. I know it's two in the morning. I know you're tired. I know you're frustrated. And I know you cry a lot, but what dreams may come. For now, we're doing exactly what we set out to do so very long ago. Now it's all about understanding and allowing energy. That's what we're doing, dear human. And I know, I know your biggest concern, my dear human friend, is your biggest concern is will you Will you have enough energy to get to realization? Are you going to have enough gas in the car to get to where you're going? <laughs> That's why I'm here. Wisdom. Because suddenly all the energy dynamics change. And, dear human, I know these are just words from me, the master, but dear human, you're already there. You're already there. And I know those are just words, and to the human, uh, it, it doesn't produce anything tangible, money in the pocket or gas in your tank, but we're already there. If 
I could just ask you to take that big, bold, huge step and realize that, yes, there's going to be more, much more than enough energy to get to realization. You wonder if you're going to die before you get there. You wonder if you're going to be able to pay your rent and eat before you get there. You, you wonder if the loneliness will overwhelm you before you get there. I know you have those doubts, but that's why I'm here. The Master, the wisdom of the ages. So, dear human, let me come to you now at two in the morning. Let me come to you at two in the afternoon. Let me come to you any time you choose. But what I'm asking you to do now, one thing, dear human, from me, the Master, one thing. When you wake up tomorrow morning, remember me. Remember that you heard me. Remember that we talked. Remember my hands on your shoulders. You've almost let yourself forget, but no more. Let yourself hear me and remember me. And then walk with me as I walk with you in your waking state. So, dear human, take a moment to feel my presence and simply remember me when you awaken in the morning. Let's take a deep breath together. Master stands beside you, with you, as part of you from this moment forward. And together we'll explore the beauty of creation and how energies work for you. With that, some very gentle breathing with Linda as I leave you on this day. And with a reminder that, of course, all is well in all of creation. I am Adamus in humble service. Thank you. Thank you. So, with that, please, I invite us, each of us, to just breathe in the energies of this experience. Breathe it in deeply. Feel what it means to you. Take the good deep breath and breathe it into the soul of you. Breathe and allow yourself to remember this message and to allow it. Take the good deep breath and make the commitment to allow the human and the master to communicate, to be together. It's simply a good deep breath of allowing. Stay with the good deep breath. 
allow this gift that Adama shares with us. Take the good deep breath and realize it's not Adamus. He's inviting us to be with our own master, to connect with our master self, to feel it there for us. It's just a matter of breathing and allowing. Take the good deep breath and allow this gift for each of us. It's a beautiful thing that Adamus offers. We simply just have to breathe it in and allow it. I don't want to say too many words except that keep breathing in the consciousness. Keep breathing in this allowing of this relationship between our human self and our master. Stay with the good deep breath and honor ourselves. and feel. Just stay quietly along with this as long as you choose. Breathe it in and be with it. Thank you for being here. Thank you to Damas Saint-Germain, this beautiful gift and potential just a matter of breathing it. Thank you, Adamus, channeled by Jeffrey. Thank you to everyone here, everyone in this room. Be kind to yourself and stay with these energies if you choose as we close out this monthly meeting. We look forward to seeing you again at the April monthly meeting. So with that, take the good deep breath of allowing. Thank you. Thank you.